Amen. Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say hallelujah? For God is great and greatly to be praised. We honor him and we bless his holy name. For he has done great things. Amen. And we are glad about it. To God be the glory for the wonderful things he has done. We give God honor and praise today for his many blessings and his favor in our lives. We thank him for the worship experience today, just being alive and well. Amen. Amen. To be in the house of the Lord. And thanks, Sister LaFaith, for leading us in devotion today and for the choir and for all you who are here. And thank God for our guests today. And thank God for Dr. Williams being in our midst. God bless you. Good to see Sister Brown again. And, and um, just thank God for all you who are here. You've been blessed by the worship experience already. We invite your attention to the Word of God today, Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to read verses 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to be reading again from the King James, New King James Version. Isaiah 40 and verse 1, we read, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that a warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passage of Scripture, we're going to read from the Gospel of St. John. John's Gospel, chapter 11. We're going to begin reading at verse 18. John's Gospel, chapter 11. We're going to begin reading at verse 18. When you find it, say amen. amen. John's Gospel, chapter 11. In verse 18, we read, <clears throat> and it says, Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, the son of God, who has come into the world. This morning, I want to share with us briefly from the subject of the Christian experience. Jesus' presence Brings comfort. Jesus' presence brings comfort. Let us pray. 
Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we bless you today because we know that without you, we cannot make it. But Lord, with you on our side, we know that things will work out fine. So we pause today to say hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, because we know that we are leaning and depending on you to see us through, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful day you have given, Lord. And we want you to be glorified in it, Lord. Bless your people today as we have come to worship you. We worship you in song and worship you in prayer. Now we want to worship you in the sharing of your eternal word, Lord. Lord, have your way, Lord. Speak to your people and use me, your servant, Lord. And we just want to give you glory right now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And have your way. We bless you. We thank you. We praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our sub today is the Christian experience. Jesus' presence brings comfort. Each time we share from this theme, I hope it causes us to reflect on our daily lives, to consider, you know, how we see ourselves, how we treat others and one another, and how we live our lives before God. Because in this theme, the most important word is the word Christian, because it means that we must be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. Not just on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock when you come to Shadydale, but every day of the week. I want you to know Jesus Christ for yourself. To know him as your Lord and your personal Savior. Not just because you know what grandmama and granddaddy said. Because you accepted Christ in your own heart. And you know him for yourself. You decided to follow Jesus all the way. I want you to know him because in this life there will be trying times and difficult times and times when you may not be able to stand on your own. But you have Jesus in your heart. He will be with you through the trying scenes of life. We know that God has a plan for our lives and he wants us to live for him. Through the ups and the downs, through the trials and the tribulations, no matter what we face, we wanna, he wants us to live for him. How sad it would be if we came to church all our lives and never knew Jesus for ourselves. I don't want that to be your story, but I want your story to be that I know him for myself. God does have a plan for our lives. And in Isaiah 40, we have a vision of God's plan for mankind. In Isaiah 40, it lets us know it says, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, God has a plan for our lives. His plan is that our sins be forgiven. We don't have to live here in, in our sins and then die in our sins. Because one place Jesus said, if you die in your sins, where I am, you cannot come. His plan is that your sins be forgiven. Ask him to forgive you of your sin. and You can find comfort in that. 
Our subject today is the Christian experience. Jesus' presence brings comfort. His word comes to bring comfort to our lives. We don't have to be tormented by sins every day. We can live free from the law of sin and death because we believe in Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, you can accept Jesus Christ today. You don't have to wait for the perfect ideal situations. See, in the desert, the desert is not the perfect ideal situation. It's hot and dry. No shade to be found. But if you allow Jesus to make a way into your heart and your life, you can start living for him today. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So that every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. In other words, there are going to be some trying times in your life. Sometimes you're going to be on the mountaintop and everything going to be working well. Then sometimes you're going to be in the valley and it seems like nothing is going right. But I want you to have Jesus with you in the valley. Have Jesus with you on the mountain. It's better to have Jesus than anything this world can afford today. You want to have Jesus, you want to have Jesus in your life. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. There have been times in my life when I didn't know what to do. Because things were crooked and out of order and out of control. But I knew that Jesus was going to work it out somehow. He said the crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places move. Anybody been going through a rough time? I know Brother, Brother Carlton, you said today you've been going through a rough time. But know that you hold on to God's unchanging hand. He's going to smooth it out after a while. If you hold on to God, he'll make the, the rough places move. And it said, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, God has given us promises. The promises of the Lord are always going to come through. He may not come through when you want him to come through. But the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. He's going to shine on your situation, shine his light in your life, wherever, it is, wherever you're going through now. His glory is going to be revealed. You're going to know why you had to go through that. You're going to, go, you're going to know why those things happened to you. Because the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. I'm here to tell you that nothing can stop the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Even the enemy and all his plans and all his manipulation and the schemes can't stop the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And everybody will see it. Because God has promised it. And in my mind today, as I think about the things that I've been going through, and as we're going through as a congregation, I don't want us to lose sight on what God has said. I want us to be comforted today by the word of God. That what God has promised, it will come to pass. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Our New Testament passage of Scripture is found in the Gospel of St. John. I say each time John's Gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. He said that Jesus has two natures. Yes, he was born of a virgin, as we celebrate every Christmas. But I want you to know that he was the Son of God. He was God in the flesh. 
And when we believe in that, we have power. We have life. Life everlasting. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what we have when we believe in Jesus Christ. And as we grow we've grown up in the church, we know that that's what it takes to become a Christian, to believe in Jesus Christ. That's how we become Christ-like, because his power lives within us. We become the sons and the daughters of God. We become like him in faith, by faith, because we become the children of God. That's what we need to believe to become the sons of God. We're talking today about the Christian experience. Jesus' presence brings comfort. In the text of scripture we're preaching from today in John chapter 11, we know this is a story where God, where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And today we find that Jesus finally came in contact with his, with Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha. And anybody who's been through a time of bereavement or grief needs to find comfort. And I want us to know that in those times, that's a very difficult time. When you lose a loved one or when you lose a friend or a family member, you need to find comfort. And today I want us to look to Jesus to find comfort. Jesus' presence brings comfort. Just thinking about his name should bring comfort to our lives, especially in a time of bereavement. And I want us today to find comfort in knowing that Jesus is always by us. He's always near. He always knows what we're always going through. And he will not leave us alone. He'll be with us. John 11, beginning at verse 18. There are three things in this passage of scripture today. I want us to realize that Jesus' presence brings comfort. The first thing I want us to see today is that we should comfort one another. We should comfort one another. Look at John 11 and and verse 18. It says, Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. See, sometimes it's hard for the pastor to get there. Maybe hard for the choir to get there. But if you were there, you can bring comfort. We see in this scripture that, that, that Jesus was about two miles away from Mary and Martha. But yet, even though Jesus wasn't there, there were people around them still bringing Mary and Martha the comfort that they needed in their time of bereavement. How good it is to be a part of the family of God. The song says, I'm so glad that I'm a part of the family of God. I'm a part of his family. I'm a part of the kingdom of God. And when I need a friend. Jesus will send somebody to to help me if I'm a part of the family of God. And we find that these people came to Mary and Martha in their time of need. Jesus was two miles away. You know, I might, you know, I think I live about seven miles away from Shadydale. If you take Google and you put my address in, you'll find I live about seven miles from Shadydale. I can't be here all of the time, but God's presence is with us all of the time. And in our dark moments, it's good to know that there's somebody nearby to bring us comfort. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 
It reminds us that we can bring comfort to one another. Second Corinthians one and verse three says, blessed be the God and, the, and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. See, we have the power to comfort one another because we all go through trials and tribulations. Some of us have made it through some trials and tribulations. And when we go through those things, we we don't easily forget them because we know what we've been through. We know how hard it was. We know how long we had to cry in the midnight hour. But God brings us through. And when the time comes when one of our brothers or sisters are going through, we can say, you know, baby, you're going to make it. Because God brought me through. When such and such happened to me, God gave me comfort. God gave me a word. God gave me a friend. And today, I want to be your friend in your time of need. And the same thing God says to me, he says for you. The old song we used to sing, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. So we need to comfort one another in our times of need. And so when we go through these trials, God is with us in all these trials. We know the word says what? His mercy endures forever. So we don't, we don't, need, we don't need to despair in our time of bereavement. Because God is working out comfort, not just for you, but for somebody else. And I think about one of our family's difficult times. And I remember this old lady came to me and said, you know, baby, it happened to me and my family years and years ago. And we made it and Darius, you going to make it too. All oh, the joy that brought to me, all oh, the peace it brought to me, even though I was crying and hurt on the inside. I knew that if God brought her through, he's going to bring me through sooner or later. We can still comfort one another. And even if you don't feel like it, stand up and know that God's still going to bring you through. Comfort one another with the same comfort that God has brought to you. The second thing I want us to see in this message today is we need to have comfort in our faith. Comfort in our faith. Look at John 11 and verse 20. John 11, verse 20 says, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. <clears throat> now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. See, we can be comforted in our own faith. See, in our difficult times, we need to hold on to what we believe. Even if we don't understand why it's happening or why it went the way it went, we can still be comforted in our faith, especially in Jesus Christ. And we find here in this text of scripture that Martha was comforted just because she believed in Jesus Christ. 
she believed in the faith that the old saints had passed on to her. And she was going to stand on that faith, even though Jesus didn't do everything that she wanted him to do when she wanted him to do it. There's so many times that people say, well, if God don't do what I want, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to quit living for the Lord. I'm going to turn my religion down because God didn't do what I wanted him to do. They lose their faith. And you hear people say that I'm going to lay down my religion now for a few minutes and I'll pick it up later. But I don't want you to lose your faith and your time of need. It brings comfort to you. It'll sustain you where nothing else will. When you can't even see your way, you can still believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And one day, he's going to call time on this world and I'll spend eternity with him. You can find comfort in your own faith. Look how much faith Martha had. She said in verse 22, verse 21 said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. See, we need to know that God can do anything. Even if he don't do it, we still need to know that he can do anything. Isn't that what the three Hebrew boys said? He said, no, we're not going to be careful, old king, to tell you. We're not going to bow down. And even if God don't deliver us, we know that he is able. We find comfort in our faith. And Martha goes on to say, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God might come along eventually in the by some kind of a way, do something. Is that what it say? No, it says God will give you. We need to have a faith, a strong faith in God that God will do what he says. So Jesus speaks to that faith. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. See, what I believe God does is that when you have faith, he'll try to give you some more faith. Help me, Holy Ghost. If you got a little bit of faith, God will take that little bit of faith and give you some more faith to add to your faith. Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise again. Have you said anything to the Lord about your trials? Have you said anything to the Lord about your present situation? Are you just grumbling and complaining? Lord, you didn't get here in time. You let such and such happen to me. What kind of God would allow bad things to happen to good people? That's not what Martha is saying here. She is saying, whatever you ask, I know God will give it. And Jesus takes that, that mustard seed faith and says, your brother will rise again. And then Martha says, I know. What do you know about Jesus? The song where I said, he's all right. What you know about Jesus? He's all right. Martha said, I know. I know you can do it. I know. I know my brother will rise again. I know I have faith in you. I know everything you promise you will perform. Said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. We need to have comfort in our faith. Look at 1 John 5. 1 John 5 and 
verse 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Our faith gives us comfort. This faith in Christ helps us to overcome whatever happens in our lives. And I can't stand here and tell you that what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know if we have faith in God, we can overcome whatever happens tomorrow. Because we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. We have comfort in our faith. The third thing and the last thing is we have comfort in his promise. We have comfort in his promise. Look at John 11, verse 25. John 11 and verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is come, who is to come into the world. Do we have comfort in his promises? See, Jesus promised Martha that, you know, I am who I said I am. I am the resurrection and the life. You ever had a friend who said they could do anything for you? Said they would do this and do that and do the other. And then when the time came, they couldn't do it. They couldn't keep their promises. But Jesus keeps his promise. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. I don't need to wait for a doctor. I don't need a lawyer. I don't need my signature on some piece of paper. I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, even though you may die. Look what it says. I am the resurrection and the life. And he goes on to say, he who believes in me, though he may die. See, God knows we go through trials and tribulations. Sometimes you lose things in this life. You lose friends. You might lose your home, your car, your job, whatever. Even though things may die. Look what Jesus promises. Yes, he shall live. And I want to speak life to you today. Whatever may be dead in your life, it can live again because Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I, I, I have resurrection within me, on me, all around me. I am the resurrection and the life. We just got to believe him. We got to believe that Jesus can do what he promised. And so Martha goes on to say, she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. She had comfort in the promise that Jesus said that he was who he said he was. And she declared it herself. Look at First Thessalonians chapter four. A very familiar passage of scripture. 1 Thessalonians 4 and beginning at verse 16 says, 
For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. See, many times we talk about the end of the world and we've heard it said it's 2012. Everybody's worried about the end of the world. You know, just thunders and lightnings and people get afraid and they start worrying and talk about, you know, I hope I get ready. I hope I'm ready when the end comes. But if you have faith in God, you don't have to worry about these things because God has made us a promise. And the promise is that we're going to forever be with the Lord. No matter what goes on in his life around us, we can be confident in God's promise that we're going to be with him. One scripture says, we shall be like him because we're going to see him just as he is. We don't have to be afraid. We can say like Martha said in this scripture, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. Can you say that today? Like Martha said, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. And I know you have eternal life in you. And I know that one day, if I should die, if I should lay these old bones down in the grave, that one day when the trumpets sound and the angels gather in the sky, that I'll gather with them. As my old pastor friend used to say, we won't take an airplane ride, but we'll take a plane air ride. We'll ride the mighty high and climb over the clouds of glory. We'll sing and never get tired. Joy everlasting and peace forevermore. Because we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Today, do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? That I want you to find comfort today in the Word of God. That Jesus will keep his promise. And we will forever be with him. Let us stand together. The Christian experience.